Hi everyone, welcome to your own podcast, The Beautiful Game. I'm your host, Harman, and today we are here with Hitesh, Nikhil, Paulson, and Thomas. Hi everyone. Hey Harman, Hello. what's up? Hello everyone. Hi there. Hi guys. Yeah. Hi. So, Thomas is a US um, national team supporter, and he is here with us to discuss about the things Last night they won against Mexico and it was a very tough match but they make it and Thomas is I think still enjoying the win so how are you feeling Thomas <laughs> I am just over the moon excited I I can't believe that we actually pulled that game off it was possibly the best and most wild game I have ever watched and it just feels great to get a win over our rivals like that for the first time in way too long. Uh-huh. Thomas, uh, from, you know, you guys call it soccer and I don't know why in India everyone calls it football. Still, you guys are still ahead of us in the game and it makes me jealous. So, <laughs> you know... What are things that Indian football is missing? Nikhil? Oh, Indian football. Uh, fans, to be honest. Uh-huh. Uh, first and foremost, we need the backing of our fans like we support other games. Not games, only the game which is supported too much in our country, that is cricket. Uh, uh-huh. The main reason behind is like uh, it's played from the grassroots level. Like every nook and corner of a country you'll go, you'll find two boys or girls or anyone in the country playing with a stick or any possible bat they can get. I mean, that's the support, that's the kind of support we need for football. And that is very tough, to be honest, to make it happen in India right now. Because yeah, it, I agree. Yeah, and as a sports, it's a culture. It's a culture that needs to grow. And I think with people, uh, with coming up generations, I think they'll they'll help us. Uh, they know what's going on in cricket. It's not up to the market and, and where it was. Uh, I think football is the way to go ahead. Yes. So, last night, I watched the match. Not last night, but now, uh, because we should... Who left? Nikhil okay. left. Okay. So, uh, Thomas, who was the best player you think last night? Who played the better game in, you know, in terms of goals and assists and contribution in the game? Who was the best player on the pitch? Oh, there there are a lot to choose from last night for the U.S. especially. Uh-huh. Um, I thought that Weston McKenney probably deserves a shout out as just a, the true best player on the field. I didn't think Mexico had an answer for him at all. Uh, I thought... He had maybe five free headers on corner kicks the entire match. He put one in. He put another off the post. He had forced two other great saves. He was also just everywhere when the U.S. had the ball and defensively. You have to also give shout-outs, though, Christian Pulisic and Ethan Horvath. Christian Pulisic just taking that penalty the way he did in the 114th minute and Ethan Horvath coming on as a substitute goalkeeper to make four huge saves, including a penalty in the 123rd minute. Both of those guys just have nerves of steel to give the U.S. the advantage in extra time. And I think everyone in America is proud of those two right now. Yeah. You know, Tom, uh, his... Uh, yeah. Go Tom's ahead. question to you was, yesterday was uh, Mayweather's fight along with this match. So, what was the condition of uh, America? Who was watching watching what? Oh, I don't know. I, I imagine there were a lot watching the fight, but there were a lot of people watching that U.S. game. It has been all over my social media feeds all morning. I, I Same would here. wager that it got. Yeah, I would wager it got a lot more public support than you would think. I mean, it's a it's a final against Mexico. Mm-hmm. U.S. fans tend to like matches like that, even if they're not big into soccer. Something mm-hmm. like that, it's gonna draw a crowd. Definitely. I think U.S. soccer has uh, grown up leaps and bounces. Because if you look at the team, most of the team is playing into the European level very well. Pulisic, uh, maybe McKenney or Serginio Des, they are on the pinnacle of the biggest team of Europe. I mean, yeah. yes. U.S. soccer is on the way up, man. You should be happy about the future. 
Oh, we should. We're we're ecstatic about it. I mean, you look at the three goal scorers last night for the U.S. I mean, Christian Pulisic is 22 years old. Weston McKennie's 22 year old. Gio Reyna's only 18. And then the goalkeeper who makes the save is another 21 year old goalkeeper. So mm-hmm. I think the average age of that roster was only 23 years old last night, and they beat a team in Mexico that's. 28 29 on average with several players who've been around for a decade so yeah the u.s team is on the way up they've got 10 or 11 players starting in europe right now for big clubs they won Mm -hmm. 13 total trophies in europe including a champions league this year yeah and it's only gonna keep growing yeah that's great news man great news Mm. yeah so uh, paulson and hitesh uh who is the who is your favorite player from American squad? Hitesh. Well, I would go with uh, Weston McKennie as uh, Thomas have already introduced him. And he's obviously a key midfielder in Juventus and uh, Serie A. And obviously, he has played a tremendous match last night. We have all watched it. And I personally watched the highlights after the match. And uh, McKennie really pulled out some great shots and was denied by Mexican goalkeepers uh, a couple of times, but still he managed to score uh, in a crucial game and certainly that has uh, boosted the confidence of uh, US players and the team. And I think uh, if Weston Bakeney wasn't on the field, US would have been not uh, uh, much hopeful about that match. So I think Weston Bakeney is the best player from the US squad. Yeah. And what do you think? Paulson. I think uh, Christian Pulisic is the best out of all of them. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, um, he is uh, very quick, um, very good with the ball um, and he's a very creative fellow as well. Yeah. Guys, That's you can ask the... anything you want to ask Thomas. Uh, hey, Thomas, uh, how long have you been following football? So, I've been following football for about 10 years now. I started following as a middle schooler after the 2010 World Cup. I think if you talk to a lot of American soccer fans especially, you'll find that that 2010 World Cup where if you're not familiar with it, the U.S. advanced to the knockout rounds on a miracle goal by Landon Donovan in the 93rd minute of the yes, final I remember. game. I remember, yeah, yes. That, that, that game sort of turned a lot of heads in America and a lot of us became fans after that match and that's sort of where I got into it from there. I didn't follow it as much after that until the 2014 World Cup when I got really into it again. And after that, I started following my local team in Tennessee. And from there, I've just grown further and further. And I've traveled around the country and met supporters and been parts of different teams. And just, you know, I'm in love with it now. It's been my favorite sport for the last five, six years. I mean, the, the soccer environment in U.S. has been really growing as well. I, I remember being a part of, uh, uh, as a spectator, being a part of a New York derby back in 2017, uh, where David Villa goal uh, scored a hat-trick, the, his first and only hat-trick of his MLS career. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the uh, what do I say? I, I still am having goosebumps talking about it. You know, the whole crowd, the whole rivalry between the Red Bulls and the New York City fans. Those were uh, th- that was something I didn't expect exactly from US football, and I think, uh, as I said, they're on the way up. Yeah, well, it, it, this especially where I'm from in the Southeast United States has always been American football dominating. But over the last couple of years, you've been seeing a lot of really successful uh, association football teams mm-hmm. growing and becoming huge talents, like. I look at Amer- Atlanta United, which is one of the closest to where I grew up. Atlanta has the record for MLS attendance. They put 72,000 in their stadium on a regular basis. It's insane to watch. They, they, yeah. they get that place rocking. That stadium is beautiful as well. I mean, that's one of the most uh, good-looking, most uh, advanced technology stadium I've ever seen. Oh, it's, it's an amazing place to watch a match. I've been there four or five times now, and I, I never game in Atlanta. <laughs> nice. So, Thomas, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as we all know that the US has played World Cup last in 2014 and they were not able to qualify for 2018 World Cup in Russia. So, what do you think uh, where they are lacking in qualifying in the 
most uh, difficult uh, competition in the world as per bc nationality i the last time we didn't qualify was because we had an aging roster and some bad coaching turmoil and we were sort of turning over a lost generation so we had all these players like michael bradley who had done a great job getting us to several world cups but were quickly aging out and christian pulisic was only 17 west you now we're going into a really tough qualifying season again but we have such a more talented roster we have I wouldn't say a great coach, but a coach who I think can get the job done. I think the U.S. in the past has had several leadership failures, and I don't see this group having that problem again. This team is going to be ready when it comes to that World Cup qualifying match in 84 days, which I think is when we're about to take the field for our first match. Mm-hmm. That's that's good to hear, man. That's mm. great to hear. We, we all want to qualify, and I think that there's a really crucial moment for U.S. soccer because if we don't, well, it's going to set the sport back a very long ways in the U.S. Basically, attendance, viewership, it all doubles or triples during a World Cup. The yeah, way you yeah. get these guys to be household names, these guys are stars in Europe. The way you get them to be household names is they got to perform at a World Cup. So we got to get there. And that road starts in September. And I don't think that there's a single player who doesn't realize just how important it is. Yeah, for sure. I really feel for US because they have been part of the World Cup continuously from 1990s to 2014. So, it's really, uh, World Cup is missing a crucial team and I think we, uh, you all got to come back very soon. Oh, I hope so. That last, the 2018 qualifying was the worst fluke in the history of all flukes. I think we had a 93% <laughs> chance to qualify in going into the last game and everything went wrong. Watching it in re- real time was just horribly depressing, but I-, I think it's motivated us to come back stronger. Christian Pulisic especially was the only player on that field, and he was in tears after that game, and you don't see that. You you will see him fired up when it comes September. Well, we yeah. saw that yeah, last night as well. I mean, that crop of players were highly motivated uh, to win that uh, competition. And every player mm-hmm. running down the field, with emotions flying around, and the spectators cheering them up. And these things bring certain aspect to the game, which is just, you can't describe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. The, Thomas, uh, Pulisic is a great player. He, he can run very fast, good movement. But uh, he is not... Uh, being consistent for scoring goals, uh, what was the reason? You know, I I don't know where his goal scoring form has been over the last few months. I it's been better for Chelsea over the last little bit, but mm-hmm. I I think just Pulisic is not the best finisher in the world yet. I I think his best attribute is his dribbling. He's also obviously lethal taking people on and lethal creating chances, but he's always had a little bit of trouble with his finishing. So I think that's where he's got to improve next to sort of take that next step. But he's been better with the U.S. than he's ever been with his club. By the way, Thomas, uh, do you watch uh, Euro- European football? Yes, I watch pretty regularly. So which is your favorite club? I personally support Borussia Dortmund. Oh yeah, hey, for, nice choice, man. <laughs> from where the police has came a long way. <laughs> oh yeah. No, he's come a long way since his days at Dortmund. I remember watching some of those matches just to get a glimpse of a sub-appearance from him in like the 86th minute. And now, you know, he's starting in the U- starting for Chelsea, appearing in the UEFA Champions League final. It, it's a huge deal. Yeah, obviously, yeah. he's come a long way. So, uh, mm. uh, uh, Borussia Dortmund have been a great team uh, since last season uh, because of, uh, uh, obviously, upcoming star... Uh, Holland. So, what do you feel about Borussia Dortmund? I mean, they're. I hope they hang on to their young talents because right now they've got so much potential with their young team. Uh, but you know, some of those players are going to go, and they've always had trouble holding on to the talents they need to really challenge Bayern for the league, especially in defense, which is really their weak spot right now. But with Reyna, Bellingham, Sancho, Holland, all of them gaining another year of experience, pairing them with Marco Royce, that team has got some fire can really take some take the game to teams 
Well, uh, I personally yeah. think that uh, Borussia Dortmund is kind of like academy, like the developer, very good players like Osamu Dembele, Aubameyang. They all were uh, sent away for some big, big, big club. So uh, mm. Borussia Dortmund is just like a uh, academy. What do you feel about that? Uh, like recently, we are hearing some new rumors about Haaland and Sancho and many other players. So, what do you think about this uh, mentality of Borussia Dortmund? I don't know. I I don't mind it. I they're still a fun team to follow, and I I follow the MLS pretty closely. And the most successful MLS teams follow that same strategy of just hoard young players and get them to a better team for a profit, so you can get the next young player in. It it can be a successful strategy. Unfortunately, their competition is Bayern Munich, which is really frustrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the worst performance. Uh, worst team. To be honest, for Borussia Dortmund in the league to face, but then all yeah. the credit goes to Dortmund's uh, scouting staff as well. I mean, these 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 people scout them really young and bring them in the team. Like for the greatest example right now in the team would be Jude Bellingham. Mm-hmm. Uh, he yeah, was spotted yeah, I mean, at what 16, signed at 17, and delivering at 18 in Champions League big nights back in Manchester. I mean, that's a huge story, man. Oh no, yeah, you, no, it, yeah. it's insane. <laughs> Germany is always being, you know, producing young players. In any other league, you can play five non-European, uh, you know, players in a team, not more than five. But in Germany, the uh, you can have seven non-European players, and that's why, you know, they have lot of talent. They scout players from uh, not just from Europe. Apart from Europe as well, yeah, not just they do. The thing yeah, is, it's almost German... hard. Oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. You go. Um, I was just saying, it's you know, it's hard to almost watch a Bundesliga match and not have a young American on the field somewhere. They do a really good job of scouting outside <laughs> yes. Europe, and yes, I, I think there's like seven or eight young American talents right now who are in the Bundesliga starting or are developing in a team right now. So. It's fun to watch from our perspective because, you know, our talents are constantly getting scouted and getting minutes in the Bundesliga. Um, the, I think the one of the main reasons why the Bundesliga uh, is the best place for foreigners is because Germany has the least restrictions for foreign players uh, coming into the Bundesliga compared to other European nations. Uh, Germany is pretty lax. That is one big major reason for many young talents to go. To Germany because it's much easier to enter that league compared to France, uh, England, or Spain. That's one of the main reasons I've uh, read uh, for the Bundesliga producing so many young talents. Mm-hmm. But then there is something I've noticed that which is not really could be a reason. But uh, if you have noticed, uh, Bundesliga is mostly consisted of uh, European players, like uh, countries which are not uh, really into the bigger leagues, such as Austria. Uh, or maybe and uh, what Switzerland? Yeah, Switzerland. Mostly Switzerland. Switzerland Austrian players uh, dream to play in the Bundesliga, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously he, as Thomas mentioned, lots of uh, United States player coming in, and I think Bundesliga has always been the hot spot for young talent to go into uh, true professionals, and that's why mm-hmm. uh, bigger clubs like uh, have these uh, players around. You know, they know there's a spot. <laughs> It's like there's a supermarket you can go and buy players from. Yeah. So that's Bundesliga I, for them. Yeah, it really is. It's it's a it's the spot. If you really want to break out as a youngster, you should go to the German league. A lot yeah. of younger players end up in this sort of lone network of Premier League teams, and it would be so much better just to head to the Bundesliga, pick a team, and show people what you got. Yeah, worst example for this loan scheme is Chelsea. I mean, they sign yeah, youngsters left, right, and center, and nobody's ever heard of them making it to the first team. Yeah, it's so weird to see actual youngsters from Chelsea contributing to their first team. And the U.S. has had several players who've ended up in that lone army. I think backup center back Matt Miazga is still mm-hmm. in that lone army, 25 years old. Even Pulisic was there in the starting of his career, I guess. He was as a Chelsea yeah, academy player. player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 trialed with them when he was like ten. There's a great picture of him with Mason Mount. Yeah, he yeah, plays football with Pennsylvania. I, I forget 
who the actual team was. It was a sort of semi-pro team in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. But he didn't... So I don't think he actually played a lot with Chelsea's academy, but he did trial with them a few times. You know, let's talk about MLS. Okay. Sorry. Because the league is, you know, growing day by day. And uh, there are a lot of great clubs and great players who play there. And which team you support in MLS? Thomas? Oh, I, I, just by virtue of them getting a team first. So I'm from a small town in Tennessee called Chattanooga, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Chattanooga is halfway between Atlanta, Georgia and Nashville, Tennessee. Um, so my parents are both from Georgia. So I've always supported the Atlanta pro teams. And so when mm-hmm. Atlanta joined MLS, they became my team. But I was living in Nashville during their start of their MLS career. I got to actually go to their first match against Atlanta. So I always, I have a lot of friends who are Nashville fans. I've been a fan of Nashville for years. So I sort of split time between Atlanta United and Nashville SC. Okay. Great. So well, Thomas, uh, how was your experience seeing Lord Zlatan Ibrahimovic playing in MLS? <laughs> Zlatan was fun to watch in MLS. I think the best rated matches of the MLS season are always the matches between the two LA clubs just because they get heated and both those teams just put on show when they play each other. And Zlatan never missed an opportunity to really impress me when he played against LAFC. I think what his first goal in the league was yeah, a yeah. three-five yard volley against LA. And that was his debut as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I I loved watching Zlatan play. He he still gets a couple jokes thrown around in MLS circles just because of how influential he was on the league. Unfortunately, well, Galaxy's not been the same since he left. But I'm kind of <laughs> yeah. fine with other teams getting a chance to win. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I know so, LL Galaxy for only two things: David Beckham and Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Nothing else. Yeah, <laughs> they 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 have that reputation though of bringing in all these star players and yeah. you know having them play. Currently, Chicharito is their star, and that's a huge deal for them given their proximity to Mexico. And also, Stevie G was there, man. Mm-hmm. Stevie Aaron G, was there. Yeah. yeah, at the end of his career, though. Yeah, uh, Keen yeah, was but... there as well. Robbie yes, Keen was there. Th- yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so Thomas had those stars. Okay. So Thomas, I have a question for you. So mm-hmm. when you watch this European leagues, you see there's uh, some tier system uh, where promotion is an important part, also relegation is an important part. When it comes to MLS, that point is missing. Do you think MLS could be better if there's a relegation and promotion system there? Oh, 100%. I think that There, you don't have to look any farther than the case of FC Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. FC Cincinnati was murdering teams in USL, left, right, and center. They were the best team in the league two or three years in a row and mm-hmm. actually had such a good following that MLS offered them a promotion spot. But since mm-hmm. going into the league, they have been horrible. They have finished dead last in the league in both of their first two seasons, and they probably are going to be there again this year. They, they would be the perfect example of a team that would be like a Norwich City, a jump rope club in the U.S., But there are so many great teams that deserve a shot at the first tier. I think New Mexico United in Albuquerque. I think Phoenix Rising. I think Sacramento FC. I think Tampa Bay Rowdies. Uh, there's Louisville FC, the team in, in Indianapolis. All of those teams have massive amounts of support, great following, lots of tradition. And it would just it's just so sad they can't actually make it to the first division right now. So I, I think it would be real... Yeah. yeah, go ahead. So, what's the process of getting to the first division? So, it's that the MLS makes a makes you an offer, or it's just based on the games how you play. No, the MLS makes you an offer based on how much money your ownership group has. All so, right. <laughs> one of the ways they make money is by charging billion dollar expansion fees. So the owners have to pay a billion dollars to set up a franchise, which then the MLS distributes to all their clubs. So if you don't have a billionaire who's willing to fund your efforts, you can say goodbye to MLS. And then they only choose teams with good television markets that are going to help them draw in new fans. Mm-hmm. So they really like the idea of clubs like Phoenix or San Diego or Las Vegas because they're in good television markets. Mm-hmm. Also, it would help them if they had people who like the sport more, like uh, Miami. They have a good following in football. 
same way can uh, places like that would also really help i think to expand mhm miami did finally get their expansion team after david beckham funded yeah that. yeah it, the miami has a lot of following for football over there so then it's mm-hmm. profitable for beckham to choose that place but it's been so long yeah. trying to find a stadium um making that team everything it's been such a pain they asked for him like Yeah, and they've been a disaster. I mean, what there's a new roster violation they commit every single day. They had to sell one of their star <laughs> players because they were violating the roster, and it turns yeah, out they had two players who were violating roster rules on roster against Nashville last year in the playoffs and still lost the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had far too yeah. many star players and still got beat. Intermami uh, has become like Intermami has become like of you know, a favorite uh, destination for vacations for players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah well, and every single time that you see star player reported going to Miami more <laughs> often than not. Everybody's linked rumor, to Miami, yeah. man. Like Griezmann from Ronaldo Miami. to Messi. I mean, everyone wants to go to Miami. What about the other teams in MLS? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's cause of my thing David Beckham. Every mm-hmm. player loves to watch under him. I, I mean, mean, if David Beckham have even chosen uh, Charlotte FC, same would have happened there as well. For sure. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I think it's the teams who can afford to pay those players, and the where yes. places where they can just have like the most fun. So, like yeah. the LA's, the New Yorks, the Miami's, the places where like, international hotspots are really where they want to go. But they also want to get paid, and those clubs are willing to spend money on big name players. I mean so if like Messi went to any other club other than Miami they would still create a lot of hype. I mean oh, the yeah. name itself is like you know a hype the not hype what you say that big. So if Messi went to Charlotte or something they would still so much tickets. Oh, oh yeah Charlotte would be. Yeah any team Messi plays for is going to sell their stadium out. It it's yes. just the fact. <laughs> But on a personal I mean, level I would love to see Messi in uh, LAFC jerseys man. I mean oh, that no. kit is LA, just LAFC. I I don't want to see Vela and Messi. That's just unfair to the rest of the league. What if That's... Ronaldo and Messi? I mean, welcome to the Bundesliga. True. I mean, <laughs> Germany like Bayern just buys every goddamn good, like consistent and good. They'll buy them. Mm-hmm. And they have the money and the backing to do it as well, and they have the reputation of winning. Yeah. Well, I think that has always been LA Galaxy, but they're starting to fade right now and there's sort of been no one who's willing to take their place. Mostly because there's sort of two competing camps in MLS right now. There's the buy aging stars and see if you can beat everyone, and that's sort of the route Miami's going. But then Atlanta United proved you can win by going the Dortmund route. They brought in Miguel Almiron from Paraguay. Oh, and right. And Martinez torched the lead. Yeah, Joseph Martinez, they picked him up a uh, really cheap from Torino and they just built a team of young South American players around him and torched the league for 2 years. Um, they've done it successfully for years now. I think they've had a really solid squad this year, rebuilt it. And it's all these young South American guys who want to get to Europe. Mm-hmm. And Atlanta says, "Come here, perform well for us for 2 years and we'll sell you for 20 mil." <laughs> That's a win-win situation for everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almiron is still the record transfer going out of MLS. Almiron, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He went to Newcastle. Yeah. What you guy have done to Gonzalo Higuain? Whatever you say, uh, he's enjoying his life. He's enjoying no. his life and he doesn't have to try that hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's looking like, you know, Viking. The best uh, part yeah. about uh Higuain joining Miami is that there is no Messi or Ronaldo to whom he'll be in shadow of. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he's playing with some pretty good players. I mean, Blaise Matuidi plays there. His brother yeah. plays there. Yeah, he's his brother plays the there. Best service. Yeah, that was surprise. Mm-hmm. I don't know. His brother's been in MLS for years. His brother's been a solid MLS player for his entire career. Wow. What's like think about Gio Reyna? Gio Reyna Gio yeah. Reyna night he, he was he, like the one of the best player on the field Yes he was for sure one of the best players in the field last night for the US Yeah uh, should he leave Dortmund uh, It not is the yet. time Yeah not, not yet. yet not yet 
Not yet. Not yet. Although he, he has such a good relationship with Holland that I almost want Dortmund to do a double sale for them at some point. Uh, send them both <laughs> to the same place. They're best friends, so it'd be kind of fun to see that relationship continue to develop. But at some point, Reina's going to go to a big club for a lot of money. That's going to happen, yes. He'll be like yeah. Pulisic. Yeah, Liverpool I, he could is, end up going for more than Pulisic. Liverpool yeah, is trusted. Well, everyone shut up. Liverpool what? Maybe Liverpool, maybe Liverpool is interested in Giorena. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, if Liverpool picks up an American, they're going to go after Pulisic since oh. Jurgen Klopp loves him. <laughs> no, LeBron James is going to sponsor the transfer. <laughs> yes, yeah, some American connection has to be found out. Yeah, LeBron mm. James will come out and be like I'm a big fan. You you guys get that? Hello? Weston McKennie's probably the best bet for a good player to go to Liverpool. I think they need midfielders more than anything, right? You went to Real Madrid. Yes, you went to never let that happen. The only positive uh, player in midfield is McKennie. If, if they sold him, what will happen to their already shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, will be relegated. No, no, Juventus is already on bottom. <laughs> Is the player you can't go down there to Vidal and Edgar Davis? Edgar Davis, all right, Thomas. I have a question for you, and this is the one of the hottest questions in Europe right now, European football. Is Haaland and Mbappe are going to be the next Messi and Ronaldo? I don't think they're good enough. I I don't think we're going to see another Messi and Ronaldo for a bit. I think they're going to be the best players in Europe after they retire, but I don't think they're going to be quite on that level. Yeah, Thomas, love you for this statement. Salman <laughs> <laughs> is satisfying. He can sleep peacefully now. Yeah. <laughs> Mbappe is seriously good, man. Like he has those skills oh, yeah. and that shot power is just tremendous. It is yeah, about mentality. Something compared to Messi or Ronaldo. Yeah, like, I mean, especially compared to Messi, like what all has Messi won at that age? The Ballon d'Or debate here on Messi and Ronaldo. Yes, this is endless. Coming. This is endless, but by the way, whatever you say, being uh, imagine being Neymar right now. Yeah, <laughs> poor Neymar. <laughs> <laughs> he left the club because he wanted to get away from the shadow of Messi. I've now he's under the shadow of. <laughs> Mbappe now. <laughs> Literally, yeah, no one is asking for him. I mean, Neymar could be the best in the world. But the thing is, he flops a lot. Mbappe. Hello? Neymar also can't stay healthy. That That's probably his biggest problem right now. Yeah. Whatever you his, his sister's birthday is his vacation time. <laughs> no, yeah, like, he needs that time off of the year. Almost every great Brazilian player is never fit or like you know, uh, never consistent most of the time. Like you know, they get injured or something like that. They, they, you, they are so skilled on the ball that they don't need to practice or maintain or anything like that. That's how good they are. Yeah, someone. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, we know a little yeah, few someone, things in the US about injuries. Unfortunately, hey guys, if someone knows that uh, there is a notice to UFA president that they they can't do anything about super league they can't you know block uh, sorry you they can't ban any U- european super league player or a team from playing in champions league that's going to happen yeah i know it's not going to happen but who served them the notice i mean where's this justice coming from this is that's lawyers actually i read about a case between like the um, Real Madrid, Barcelona, and Juventus are going through the court or something. Yeah, they, if this is happening or not. The petition is, you know, filed and the, I just read it uh, on Twitter. That's yeah. not going to happen. Anyway, Super League yeah, is now off for five years, I guess. That's not going to yeah, happen. Yeah, what is going to do? What are they going to do? Juventus, FCB, and Real Madrid fans are going to watch it every day or what? Every night they'll get together and if, watch that. If there is no risk in playing, I don't think any player will or any club will not play in Super League. They will yeah, for money in Champions League, League, Champions League and European Super League. They can play in both. 
no that's not going to happen first of all the players are going to be under so much stress there will be need of rules change like you know uh, substitutions will have to be increased because then the amount of stress it will be putting on the players will be like so much they could get injured and stuff like that and uh, you think uefa is going to sit around and let this happen and uh, fourth of all like you know the fans won't allow this to happen this is going against everything that football stands for this will prevent stories like lester from happening again ever again let, on the european stage let's ask thomas what do you think thomas about super league yeah. oh, americans were really really unhappy about it especially in the soccer circles um i had my finger to the pulse of it and it was the only american i saw praise it was alexi lalas and we all hate him so <laughs> it, it was very very widely criticized among my friends and all of american soccer I, I think that you would have seen sort of like non-soccer fans start to tune in for it, but I, I don't think that it would have been a sustainable effort. I, I, I personally am very much against the Super League, especially since I'm fighting for promotion and relegation in the U.S. It just completely undermines my cause. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is money talks. Like if you look at uh, NBA, NFL and all those guys, it's based about making money for the owners. And the Super League is like an easy ticket to... Just never get relegated. You getting all the money, uh, TV money, everything. You, you, you don't need to even improve the squad. You just need to be in the league. That's it. You know, yeah. I don't know about Real Madrid or Barcelona, but Juventus is there for money because they are under so much debt, and Juventus don't get much paid for playing football. That's the reality. Yeah. You know, so Syria has dipped yeah. compared to its past. It has its past its prime now. It's becoming old. Maybe it will become young again in the future. Maybe like a phoenix, it will rise from the ashes. But right now, it's in the ashes. Syria yeah. used to be the biggest league back in the nineties and stuff. For sure, and Raikard, um, Totti, uh, Del Piero, like so many big names were there. Yeah. Now it's gone. Now it's the time of uh, Premier League. I think so. Yeah. Well, and the stuff goes in cycles. Yeah, that's right. Unfortunately, the the money is in the Premier League more than anywhere else, so it's going to be hard to dethrone the Premier League. But teams get good and suffer in cycles. This is the way it is in almost any sport. So the Super League kind of undermines the ability for that to happen. Yeah. I mean, twenty years ago, we would have been talking about Leeds as a Super League team, not Tottenham. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah then the, the happened. Everything happened. Yeah. I still yeah, want to see Leeds in the Super League if it happens. I mean, they they'll play better football than any other English teams. Yeah, yeah I'll play better than Tottenham. <laughs> Who will be the next manager of Tottenham? I don't know. I I've been yeah. following it. I'm not really sure who they're gonna go with. Yeah, yeah. I have I have it. I know who is going. It's gonna be Daniel Levy. He's gonna save money. He's gonna make himself <laughs> the manager, and he's gonna run the club. That's what he's gonna do. <laughs> and he will have the biggest paycheck of all the managers. Watch. <laughs> Antonio Conte was almost signed, but there is some difference. But then of you you need to you yeah. need to focus yeah. that it's Tottenham negotiating. Yeah, the man, the man is the stingiest negotiator in the no. Ed Woodward <laughs> is the stingiest. So that guy is the dumber version of Daniel. He wanted that the sale of uh, the earning of. Sale of you know Harry Kane should be in transfer window, but Levy is not interesting in uh, bringing so many players or spending so much money. So that's why that not happened. I mean, yeah, Daniel Levy should actually she should actually what is it sell the whole squad and go into rebuild. <laughs> <laughs> no, like literally Harry Kane is gone. Who do you expect to carry the team? Son. Well, Son. Alone cannot just do it. I think Son yeah. will leave as well. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. He should leave. They should sell the whole squad, go into a rebuild mode, find the who stay there for the long term, and do it like that. And guess and what? Give leaves the chance. Interested in Son? I hope he leaves for his career. I mean, the man has no trophies to showcase. What one Audi Cup from 2019? That's it. <laughs> Maybe he can go win the Bentley Cup as well. <laughs> He has certainly a Puskas award though. Uh, yeah, that, wow! Every time someone talks about how great Ronaldo is, yeah, Ronaldo has that Puskas award. He lost. 
these are being trained like individual awards i feel like other it's not that important like you know when you at the end of your career when you like retire uh, no one is going to look at your individual career like they will see your it's about about winning trophies yeah not puskas award and the audi cup and uh, some charity i want this cup what rubbish <laughs> what do you think thomas who will be the next manager ah for tottenham i don't know they they're going to go after a big name i just don't know what big names are going to actually want to go there maybe someone like allegri <laughs> I, i don't know tottenham's a mess right now you know what tottenham needs they actually need a local hero yeah mm-hmm. uh, someone who gets uh, the tottenham way of work you know uh, making more from the less uh, whatever they have what about eric ten hag no i think he just guess. yeah but he he signed a contract again extension with ix yeah i know you no, know no 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 the funny thing was like when uh, there was a news report about tottenham contacting him he renewed his contract he extended it <laughs> <laughs> they they had they should like so Like, oh, not getting, like Tottenham needs someone like Bielsa or someone who'll stay there for the long term and help build, rebuild the team. They really need Pochettino. This is the time they really need Pochettino. Yeah. They, they like, the, the biggest mistake of Tottenham is, you know, sack Pochettino. Yeah, like right now, uh, what do you say? Everyone was like, Tottenham was not performing well. They had to. I mean, look at their defense. My God, Eric Dier, uh, Toby Alderweireld. Like, they need a Ruben, someone <laughs> like that. If yeah, if the I, manager's uh, not going to do everything. Sign Demera. Every time the team performs badly, it's like the manager's fault. Like, if the players don't do it, what they what is supposed to do? And his man, Jose Mourinho's mentor, what style is uh, bloody. Uh, He'll fuck with your mind. That's what he does. It's all about mentality. The guys' games. Like if you watch all uh, ex Jose players, they're like mentally so straining. Uh, it's it's all about mentality, and those guys are very weak mentally wise. Rashford has really given an interview in which he said that he was too much pressured by Jose Mourinho when he was used to play under him. Now yeah, in, under Ole, he is much more free to play. Like he can change his position. He is like flexible. Jose is mm-hmm. like score one goal and just protect it. No, no. The thing is, Ole, okay. E- e- even if you lose, okay, and if you don't perform well, okay, it's okay, bro. Next time we'll get them. Okay, bro. Next time we'll get them. That's it. He's not Ole. Does not have the experience that Jose has. Jose has won the Champions League, the Scudetto, a lot of things he has won. So then, compared to Ole, what he has won. So then we can't put Ole as one who is a standard or something. He hasn't won anything yet, substantial yet. Thomas and uh, Brian Rona, Ronald uh, are, I think right back from America just signed for his, uh, AS Roma what do you think about him Brian Reynolds is a very raw prospect mm-hmm. he has all the physical tools to be really good but no one really knows what he's going to be yet I think Americans have a big problem with overrating our youth prospects a lot and he is the next big name and we'll see how he does Uh, he's played they think 15 matches all to- all together total in his professional career at FC Dallas before going to Rome. He- mm-hmm. He's really fast. He's got a good cross, but can he do it at the level of Roma and especially under Mourinho is the big question and no one's really sure. The US actually is really deep at right back though. So <laughs> it-, it it's going to be interesting to see where he falls in the pecking order. Oh, oh yeah. Thomas, I have a question for you. I forgot to ask. Okay. Mm-hmm. like mm. america in 2010 2000 and all were not that great compared to the current crop what do you think that changed this dynamic like you know what led to more talent being produced more talent uh, coming out of the woodworks like what is the secret behind america's success what do you think like, it's, it's the development of mls mls is actually mandated teams have academies now and academies have started producing talent left and right I mean look at FC Dallas. They sold Reggie Cannon to Boa Vista in Portugal only to turn around and sell his backup 15 games later to AS Roma. 
Um, they they put out Weston McKenney. They have multiple players now contributing for the U.S. men's national team because FC Dallas has just a monster academy setup. But, you know, there's the Philadelphia Union talents, Brendan Aronson, Mark McKenzie, who both have been crucial for the national team of late. Zach Steppen was produced in MLS academies. Gio Reyna was in the MLS academy product. There's just all of these guys who are in MLS academies are just being snatched up by Europe. Either if they have a European passport, they go 16 or 17. If they don't, they go with their 18th birthday. And we got three or four who are ready to move again. Mm-hmm. Thomas, name some, uh, you know, players who are ready to play in Europe, American players only. Okay, so I think the two who are most ready right now are Gianluco Busio of uh, Sport, who has been phenomenal for them. He's a central midfielder. And then the attacking midfielder, Caden Clark at RB, at Red Bull, New York Red Bulls. So Caden Clark has been on fire for them. He's planning to go to Leipzig at 18, and mm-hmm. Busio has been linked to a bunch of Italian teams. He can play either defensive midfield, holding midfield, or attacking midfield. Mm-hmm. All right, that'll be great having them because that'll help me build me links in my ultimate mm. team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> check out other players like Cade Cowell at San Jose Earthquakes, who is another phenomenal striker who could break through at any moment. I think he's probably gone to Europe pretty soon. There's there's so many prospects in MLS. I think uh, American fans keep a list of about 30 who are ready to go. <laughs> Nikhil, you should play pass as well. No, man. Mm. FIFA, I'm happy. Oh, it's, FIFA, it's, shit, oh, shit. It's little, you know, FIFA. it's a very yeah. toxic relationship with that game, but it's there, you know. It's, it's that I'm my favorite there. toxic thing to do. Same here, same here Paulson. Pass is also toxic. <laughs> but everything is shit, man. No one makes good games. Scripting. I f- if scripting is not there, I'm fine with ending. Let them make the players hard to get. I have no problem. That just like feels better for the game, I feel. But scripting is the worst thing. And EA, scripting in the game. That's EA's motto, I swear. I know, man. I've lost a lot of weekend leagues in the downward grade. So, mm-hmm. I know that feel. <laughs> Yo, Thomas. Well, do you play PES yeah. or FIFA? I play an older version of FIFA. I play FIFA 18. I don't really have time to jump on a lot of FIFA these days, so yeah. I, I tend to stick to just an older game and kill some time with it occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> you should definitely switch to the new FIFA if you play the career mode. I mean, the game has gone heaps and bounds from FIFA 18. Mm. Yeah, I need to uh, upgrade, but <laughs> I don't have the money to actually like, buy a new console yet. Uh. <laughs> Welcome that's to that's everybody's problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Imagine playing on I, mobile. Yeah, yeah I could problem. do mobile. <laughs> uh, I'll stick to my Xbox 360. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's still Xbox 360. It was good in the beginning. Then Xbox One overtook it and became the cornerstone of the franchise. Xbox, I think. Xbox One. Mm. Yo, Thomas, you know, I have a question. Who is the, uh, you know, who is the best player of all time? American player. Ooh, it's Tim a Howard. Debate. Tim Howard has a good sh- good shout for it. Uh, there's a couple what? of great goalies. Uh, really? But it's got to be. Yeah, there's. I mean, the U.S. I Actually, my favorite stat in the Premier League is that three of the six goals scored by keepers all time in the Premier uh, League. Yeah, Tim, Tim Howard's Everton goal. No, I saw that one. He didn't mm-hmm. even celebrate Tim- it. He felt like sorry for the other guy. Like it happened by mistake or something. Yeah, I mean, Tim Howard was amazing. I mean, they've had players like Tony Miola, who were really good playing keeper in the Premier League. But yeah, Landon Donovan and Clint Dempsey are the two names that come to mind as Yeah, those are the solvits. The best. Actually, they are currently both retired, tied for the all-time goal-scoring record for the U.S. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, Donovan probably had the better international career, but Dempsey was far better for his clubs. I think yeah. before Pulisic's goal against Madrid, I think Dempsey's goal against Juventus in the Europa League semis was the best goal an American had ever scored for their club. If Pulisic had scored that goal, my God. Oh man, if he'd scored in the final, yeah. several yeah. thousand, several hundreds of thousands of people would have lost their mind collectively. Yeah. <laughs> I was at a yeah. Chelsea bar watching that game and they were going absolutely wild. 
Man, it was City's fault anyway. They didn't have a cooling midfielder. They didn't have a cooling midfielder. I don't understand what Pep was thinking. Yeah, he tried to get cute with it and play a back three and it, it blew up yeah. in his face. He and tried to overload the, overload the other yeah. guy's defenders. Yeah, it didn't work. No, it didn't work at all. N'Golo Conti is too good. Yeah, yeah, the man is bloody everywhere. Like, you know, he's like the Flash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's, he's unrivaled in world football for what he does. He should yeah. win the Ballon d'Or. Yes, that's what I, I was saying. Like, no one will complain if one. The man Can't is the nicest man in the world. For sure. If France wins the Euros, he deserves it. He still yeah, deserves it, man. Then he will yeah, win. Still it. does, yeah. Yeah, if France wins the Euros, he'll have won literally everything you can win, and it'll be because of him. But you know, Portugal gonna win it. <laughs> yeah, that's oh. what they all say. That's what they all say. What did Portugal do against Spain the other day? Tell me. <laughs> okay, that's all right. Heating up now. <laughs> that's all right. We'll see later at the games begin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. Maybe Italy's gonna take it. They've been yes. on a hot streak. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Never. <laughs> Sarcasm. Italy is doing very well, you know. But I don't think Italy will make it past the semis. Yeah, they don't have the depth. Like you know, mm-hmm. you know there are a lot of young players like Chiesa, Bastoni, but. Uh, they you know people don't talk much about them keza is being so underrated yeah i know I, you saw his goal against uh, porto porto the other one oh my god that was such a good goal yeah that um, uh, they still lost though yeah and the goal that did pepe denied that was almost a goal yeah, yeah. my god he's very quick keza for sure, for sure. He's very quick and he can, you know, he has DNA of Juventus. There is something in club. They also, you know... Did you, did you know, like, Buffon, okay, played with Chiazza's father at, and won uh, in Parma. Yeah. What did he win? I forgot. Uh, yeah. the, Coba Italia. Yeah, that one. Coba Italia, yes. Yeah, then Buffon went and won it again with his son. My God, the man has been for so long in football. Would you like to have Buffon in MLS? Uh, I don't <laughs> think he could cut it in MLS anymore. I think that the especially the attackers are too good for him there. He he's been on the down decline in Italy these days. Yeah. It, I, I I think he probably just needs to retire in Italy. MLS spends about ten times more on their attackers than they do on their defenders. It's not a league for goalkeepers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, his career. Like he won't even leave Italy. Like he's gonna. He will sign for Atalanta. He's linked with them. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Well, he was yeah. also linked with Benfica, I guess. Yeah, yeah, he's linked with Benfica. I agree. Nah, he's not gonna leave Italy. He's been there for so long. You think he's gonna leave at the end of his career? Nah, not really. No, he did go to Paris for a year. Yeah. Which PSG, right? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. what if? What if Tottenham sign Gasparini from Atalanta? Oh, I thought he was going to say Buffon got signed by Tottenham. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> I don't think Tottenham has the philosophy of signing uh, something sp- someone uh, Spaniard or uh, Italian to an English league. They have been a very English club, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jamie Redknapp, uh, and then uh, maybe some occasional foreigners, but yeah. I think uh, Marino and Pochettino are the standout ones from the list of foreign managers. I think rest all were English. Yeah, I think so too. I can't remember. For sure. So, uh, this was Thomas and we already, you know, recorded for 58 minutes and I think that's enough for today. <laughs> and... Thank you, thank you, Thomas, for being yeah. here. Oh, yeah. yeah, one minute, yeah, one minute, one minute, sorry. Uh, yeah. Thomas, which team are you supporting for the Euros? I forgot to ask. Um, My sister's going to be supporting England, so I'll probably go jumping on the English bandwagon with her. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the squad, mate. <laughs> uh, let's have biscuits and see. England will not win Euros. Yeah. I can bet. So I don't think they will either. 
but it'll be fun to watch them crash and burn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Then we can all say Trent Alexander Arnold was the reason England lost. <laughs> oh, that can even happen. Yeah, we can hear that at yeah. some point of time. Yeah, and uh, did you know who, they got Ben White instead of David Prowse or Lingard Dino? It's it's the, a good choice, man. I still don't think it's a bad choice. Right? Yeah, you can never have too many midfielder defenders on your roster, especially yeah. considering you can only play one or two attackers. Uh, ben, yeah, ben, White, ben White, Ben White, really has been you know untouchable. That guy is so tall and he jumps so hard with the ball. You mean you have you should see him defending with Brighton, man. He's so good. Well, I have a question. You know, uh, Jesse Lingard, who will. you know i think leave this season west ham and who will be the next oh just a second just a second before anybody says anything india scored a goal against bangladesh yes Let's celebrate yeah 79 minutes thomas um probably a top 6 club in europe but that that would be an interesting choice for him you know yes Thomas Indian are as excited for football as European fans but I don't know what is lacking in India don't worry i will take the country to the next level give me 5 years <laughs> <laughs> all of you yeah. laugh when when i reach the pinnacle of football i'll be like yeah thomas yeah, yeah please send us come on they all laughed nikhil they all <laughs> laughed at me but i said no i will reach the Definitely, man. We hope you reach wherever you want to. We need, you know. I am Paulson Golski. Ah. <laughs> I will assist you as a number. Yeah, you can. You can be the manager. You can be my manager. I'll take you along. No, I want to play. <laughs> yeah, man. You can play. Great, great. Uh, if you have a spot for goalkeeper, goal. then please consult me. Yeah. Left back <laughs> is you know Nikhil. Thomas, what do you want to play? Oh, I want to play or right wing, left, either one. Ah, right wing. Okay, yeah, now you're safe. Yeah. What's yeah. your dominant I, I foot, man? A, uh, my foot, my dominant foot's right, so I'd probably be better on the left cutting in. Yeah, yeah. Left foot for you. I like to be able to stay wide, hit across. Yeah. yeah. We'll see run. if you can play for India. <laughs> Ooh, better chance of playing for the US these days. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be hard to play for the US these days. Yeah, you know yeah. we have a squad for World Cup qualifiers. Yeah, hopefully I can uh, visit America for the 2026 World Cup. I swear, I want to eat everything that's available in America. For beef, sure. I'm <laughs> beef pork. They don't take it as anything else, okay? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> the World Cup in in America is going to be fun. If you, India can get there, it's going to be a party. Oh, definitely, yeah, man. Semi-finals, calling it now. Uh, oh yeah, all the best for that. Yeah, yeah, good. They would be in their prime, almost in their prime. Yeah, yeah. You got yeah. all these young guys who are going to be in their primes in 2026. They yeah. auto qualify. They're going to be a terrifying team then. I, yes. I, I think that that US team could could really challenge for a World Cup in 2026. Yeah, that'll be good yeah, to I see as well for neutral fans. Mm-hmm. England yeah. fans will lose their minds, but Americans will be in it. <laughs> yeah, Americans that's will what be they've been doing every World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be, be hard for America, but Paulson Golski will be destroying all their hopes. <laughs> all the best, Paulson, for that. I hope <laughs> you score in the Atlanta Stadium, and I'll cheer you from the stands. Yeah, man, I'll give you all tickets. Definitely, man. I'm in right now. <laughs> And, yeah. and then to celebrate with the T-shirt and logo of our podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's, okay. that's important. Yeah, we have now we are talking <laughs> promotion. <laughs> yeah, let's hope so, man. Yeah, it's been fun, Thomas. I swear. Oh yeah, thank you, thank you guys for having me on. Thank you so much for coming. It was lovely talking to you, Thomas. Hmm. Hope yeah, we can it. work together in the future as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll be down. So, yeah, Thomas, you do streams. Thanks for being here. It was it been a lovely talking and share it, subscribe it, and okay, subscribe. 
subscribe i forgot we forgot to subscribe yes yes oh, do man. not forget to subscribe please subscribe, subscribe. but yeah, the thing is harman will cut this part harman will cut this part <laughs> this is the ending no. where he'll cut it most likely no i will not cut it <laughs> oh 103 uh, i'm not 100 just say subscribe subscribe okay yeah. everyone thank you for being here thank yeah, you bye. so much bye take care bye, guys. guys bye bye